In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a catch. And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. And this episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by our great partners over at Prize Picks. That's right. Prize Picks truly is daily fantasy simplified. If you're going to be with family over the Christmas holiday, if you're going to be stuck inside your house, Head on over to prizepicks.com, download the Prize Picks app, and get active. Use the promo code PUNT, and you get a 100% deposit match on your first deposit up to $100. What is Prize Picks? Well, it's the most fun, easiest, simplest daily fantasy game that you can play if you are in one of the states where you are approved for action. We got NBA on Christmas Day, NFL on Christmas Day, college bowl season is rocking along, college basketball as well. All you have to do is select two, three, or four players and guess if they are going to go over or under their fantasy point projections. You got a like quadruple, quintuple header of NBA games on Christmas Day. The Saints are playing the Vikings on Christmas Day. College basketball all weekend long. College bowl season. It is unbelievably the right time to head on over to prizepicks.com or download the PrizePicks app. Again, use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match on your first deposit up to $100. And a quick update on how awesome our punt and pass and prize picks tournament was. It was fantastic. It went from Thanksgiving week to this past Sunday with the conclusion of the regular college football season. Huge shout out to our winners. Benjamin Oxford took home the win. He had 33 correct entries, so he's going to have that number 11 Aaron Murray game used jersey headed his way. John Johnson, you finished in second place with 23 wins, and Barry Bryant comes in third place with 19 wins. They have all been notified. A huge shout-out to them for the support, listening to the podcast, and playing on Prize Picks. Prize Picks truly is daily fantasy simplified. So many opportunities for you to get active over this holiday week and into the new year. All you have to do is head over to prizepicks.com or download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT, and you get a 100% deposit match on your first deposit up to $100. Hey, Merry Christmas to you. Happy Holidays. Aaron and I are going to touch base on the latest news headlines across college football, 
Auburn has their new head coach. LSU clearing house on the defensive side. And we'll touch on some Heisman and who gave us the most impression, the best impression, and the worst of this unprecedented 2020 season. So without further ado, let's dive right into this episode of Punt and Pass. All right, let's do this thing. Be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11. Head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination in the world of college football for everything that you need to be the most informed, to be the most up-to-date. And honestly, if you look at puntandpass.com, you'll probably become a better person for it. It's got everything that you need. It has our YouTube page everywhere that our podcast is distributed. Our picks, we'll get back into that, I guess, as college football playoff rolls around. Aaron, of course. Our blog, our merchandise store, it's the best website in the world of college football. Check out puntandpass.com. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Look, we're committed to the podcast game. It is currently 8.50 on Christmas Eve morning. It is pouring down rain in Atlanta, Georgia, and my man Murray texted me and said, dude, we got to tell everybody what we think about this new Auburn hire. How about LSU clearing house? And let's really put a bow on this SEC season. So, Murray, it's your first Christmas as a father. How is my man Maddox doing? Man, we're pumped. Uh, obviously, wish it was a little bit better weather here in Atlanta, but it looks like Christmas Day will be a little chilly but nice, so we're excited. And Gifts are wrapped, and uh, it should be a good good weekend. So I'm excited. I got some football going, and uh, yeah, it's it's for all the gloom and doom going on in the world. Yeah, uh, it definitely brains the spirits up a little bit having the little one his first Christmas, and just to get to see him rip open some of his uh, his gifts. So we're excited about that. How? What do you and the uh, the the Butler household got planned for Christmas? Yeah, you know, same same thing. It's really fun age. Bridget's two and a half. Like we were just watching a Christmas movie in the morning, and she's like singing the songs and speaking full sentences. So she's gonna be ready to rock and roll tomorrow. And then Kara turned nine months old two days ago. Um, so we are just Ooh. we're blessed and we're we're kind of hanging out and obviously keeping it pretty safe. So it's gonna be a, a special Christmas. No doubt. A lot to touch on. Um, we're also going to talk about some prize picks because, like I said in the show open, if you're stuck with your family on Christmas Day, they have like a quintuple NBA header. Um, the Saints play the Vikings tomorrow. We got a lot of action on prize picks. So, of course, you and I will tell the people how to cash in on prize picks. Before we dive into the SEC stuff, all right, because we're going to kind of run through our final thoughts on the regular season 2020, maybe touch on some Heisman as well. I want to ask you a question, okay? And it has to do with opting out of the bowl games. On an individual level, clearly you and I played. Clearly you and I understand the situations that these players are going through. But also, you know, that was, what was your senior year, 2014, 2013? 2013. 2013. 2013. Times were different. I mean, 2011 for me, opting out of a bowl game, it wasn't even really a thought at that point. Where do you draw the line? Okay, where do you draw the line as an individual? This year was was certainly different. You You saw guys opting out middle of the season, before this season, but during the bowl week prep, unless you are a surefire first round pick, you know, maybe I can throw second round pick in there, but I think it's much harder to say I will be a top two round draft pick because once you slip past the first, who knows? You could easily go in the second, you could easily go in the fifth, as we all know, Aaron. Where do you draw the line? Okay, because I think this is a slippery slope. I also think Kirby Smart and Georgia really did a great job a year ago. They learned from their lesson in the Sugar Bowl when they lost to Texas. Essentially, Kirby telling the team, if you are no longer committed to us, let me know. I won't judge you for it. We'll get the younger guys some work. We will play with dudes who want to play. My question is this, Aaron. 
where do you draw the line? And do you think it's fair that if somebody opts out of the bowl game and says, hey, you know what? I'm done. Do you think it's fair? I was talking with my dad about this yesterday. You think it's fair if the university turned around and said, okay, well, then your scholarship's done. Um, hand us your dorm room keys, please, and go on your merry way. We appreciate your efforts for the university. It is crazy how, first off, like crazy how times have changed. I mean, I, that was not even an option right. uh, at all. I don't, I don't remember anyone during my time that was opting out of bowl games. I'm sure maybe there's a couple here or there, but, you know, it was, bowl games are fun. I just don't get why you don't want to play with them. That, that whole trip is such a great experience, man. It's a week with your buddies. You're in usually a good destination. I mean, some of these destinations are kind of crappy, but are not crappy, but maybe not as not as ideal luxurious as, as maybe going to like us going to the capital one or going to the Outback Bowl in Tampa or going to a BCA BCS game uh, yeah. back with those were, were really big time stuff. So yes, there are certain bowls that may not be the, the, the sex appeal, but it's still an opportunity to be with your buddies. Uh, there's always fun events. Um, you get a bunch of great gifts, and it's another opportunity to play football. So at the end of the day, I think it's a bunch of positive stuff during that week where why do you want to miss out on it? And then for those juniors and seniors that are going to be moving on and getting ready for the NFL, it's your last time playing college football. It's your last time with your buddies who you've lived with and uh, trained with for three or four or five years, your last time to be with them. So to me, it's, 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 it's a special week. It's a fun week. I don't know why you'd want to miss out on it. So that's why I kind of scratched my head on that. Um, and to your point about, you know, are you saying more of guys that are just opting out of the bowl game and not coming back next year? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm, yeah, I, I guess it's just kind of an all-encompassing question. Like I'm seeing Azizo Jolari from Georgia has opted out of the bowl game. And like I understand that. But my whole thought process is this. You could get injured at any time. And you bring up a oh, great yeah. point. It is a memorable time with your teammates. And and look, I, I was a punter. I understand that. My my risk of getting hurt in a game is close to zero. But I don't think anybody looks back on playing in a bowl game and says, man, I really wish I didn't do that. I agree. I, I'm with you. Like I said, I think everyone has – no one goes afterwards and say, damn, that was miserable. That sucked. I mean, it, it's even some of the bowl games we went to like Shreveport and – the Liberty Bowl. Like, still, yeah, <laughs> it was it's fun. Still fun. Yeah. It, like I said, it's not as fun as maybe when we went to, to the Outback Bowl, when we went to the Capitol One Bowl in Orlando and got to go to, you know, Bush Gardens and Disney World and all that good stuff. But it was still a fun football game. It was a fun week and you got to enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I think at the end of the day, you know, they're, they're, everyone has to make the best decision for themselves and what they think and, you know, you have all these agents who you get to talk. I think that's another big thing, too. You get to start talking to agents. Yeah. Three years removed from high school. That's correct. Yeah. So, yep. you know, all these agents are in their ear right now. Like, don't play, don't play, don't play, don't risk it. It's not worth it. You know, like Kyle Pitts. Yes, he's a top five, top ten. Yes, pick, but I understand that for sure. But right? I do and I don't because, I mean, you're going to a great bowl game. Yeah. I mean, you're game. right. That's a, that's very true. That's a tremendous bowl game that Florida's going to be in. You're going to have a blast. You get to go out, you know, against another top team. I just think I, I, I you, you, personally, everyone has to make their own decision based on the way the pros and cons. But I just think at the end of the day, there's so many voices in these kids here. And you go back to even the beginning of the season uh, when I talked about some of these guys opting out. These agents, man, are just in these kids ears from day like yeah. from the moment they can talk to them. They're just going at them like. Don't play the season. It's not worth it. Opt out the whole season. Opt out of bowl games. It's like 
dude, you're just all you care about <laughs> is the money you're making. You, you yes. can care less about these kids. And you know, at the end of the day, like just let them go have fun. They're still they're 20 year old kids, they're 21 year old kids, they're 22 year old kids. Like they're not. These aren't grown men yet. They think they are, but they're not. Like, just let them go out there and have fun, be with their buddies, and play the game they love. And that's kind of my thought on the whole opting out of season and opting out of bowl games uh, kind of in general. So, for example, Kyle Pitts opted out, clearly. Top 10 pick for sure, I would assume. Um, Is he going to the bowl week? Does he get bowl gifts? Like, that's what I'm asking you. If I was a university, I'd be like, hey – you know, we love you and we appreciate you. You're a Florida Gator for life, but we're not going to waste the plane seat on you. You know, you're well, not going to get gifts. Well, I guess that's so I <laughs> I've been saying don't opt out, don't opt out, don't opt out. I opted out my senior year because I didn't <laughs> well, yeah, you were hurt, though. Yeah, I was hurt. Yes, I was you were going to play. Yeah, it's different. Um, you know, I was rehabbing and my thing was I need to start rehabbing. So they sent me I actually went to uh, the Andrews Institute in Pensacola for yeah. rehab. So I. My reason of opting out was I need to go get healthy. Yeah, for the draft. yeah. I mean, it wasn't anything to do with me not wanting to play. I would have played in that bowl game. Shit, you played with 100%. a torn ACL. Yeah, with I did. <laughs> um, so they did not pay for me. I I, I pay on my own dime. Interesting. I, I drove to Jacksonville. Okay. So I was in Tampa for for the holidays. Drove to Jacksonville, bought my own hotel. Wow. And went to the game. I wasn't. I wasn't on the sideline. I was in the locker. Nothing. I was actually like in a tent, damn, mingling with with fans. And then after the game, I got back in my car and I drove to Pensacola to continue my rehab. Okay. Well, I mean that that shocks me. You know, obviously, you're you're you. They can't pay. They're technically not allowed to pay for you. I believe at least that's what they told me. Like, hey, come to the game. Yeah. I think they were able to get me a ticket just to get in the stadium. But like, I had to get my own hotel and all that stuff. I'm not. I'm not a part of the team anymore. Yeah, wow. That I mean, I, I'm shocked to to learn that and to hear that. UGA's all time, SCC's all time leading passer in yardage and touchdowns, and they said, "Hey, sorry, bud, you're on your own." Wow, interesting. Okay, well, I mean, that answers my question. So, again, like, am I an old guy now? Am I like some crusty veteran yelling at the cloud? I, I don't necessarily think so. I just want to look at it from both sides. Like, I totally see where the players are coming from, but where do you draw the line? So. I think that's interesting for sure. All right, let's stop, uh, touch on some of these news headlines. Auburn hired their head coach, and I guess the formal announcement comes tonight after tons of social media rumors, which is expected now in these times, and after firing Gus Malzahn, paying him $11 million to leave immediately and $11 more million over the next four years, they hire Brian Harson, the head coach from Boise State. I don't know. I scratched my head when I first saw it. I did a little bit more of a deep dive, Aaron. You know, now Auburn's putting out the the university president's putting out statements that said this was our guy. You know, there were so many false misinformation pieces on social media. People who was turning down the job never even got offered the job and weren't even interviewed. But we're so happy. Brian Harson's the man. And I sit there and go. Really? I mean, at first glance, I think the SEC and Nick Saban in particular are going to chew this guy up and spit him out. I see. I like Brian Harson. I've had a couple of Boise State games. I actually had a Boise State game three weeks ago when they played Wyoming, and and obviously had multiple opportunities to talk with him and get to know him. And younger listen, he's guy, a winner. right? What's that? Younger guy, right? Younger guy yeah. played at Boise. I mean, I, I'm just kind of surprised he left Boise State. Boise State was his alma mater. Funny thing is, the week before that Wyoming game. Uh, emails surfaced from him 
uh, kind of stating that, hey, Boise State needs to leave the Mountain West. Like, yes. Like, yeah, we're too good for the Mountain West kind of thing. Yep. And I remember CBS is like, you guys are not allowed to bring that up on the call. Of course. <laughs> we'll bring it up in the coach's call or on the call of the game. But, you know, maybe he's like, screw it. If, if they ain't leaving the Mountain West, then I'm going to leave the Mountain West and move on. And, you know, the, Boise State is 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 a premier team in that conference. Uh, they are more talented and, and you know, and, and that's part of the reason why they've had a lot of success. But I do think he is a tremendous coach. He's an offensive guy. So I think that's that's obviously a positive. He's a guy that's played quarterback. He knows the position. So hopefully he's able to help Bo Nix and his development heading into his third season. Uh, I don't hate the hire. Uh, obviously, there's some other names of coaches from from Power Five conferences and from even some group of five conferences that were surfacing. Billy Napier, one of them. Uh, Venables from from Clemson, uh, Sarkeesian from Alabama, and and kind of some of those guys said thanks but no thanks. So at the end of the day, I like it. I think the question for Auburn fans is, one, is he better than Gus? And two, is he worth $21 plus million plus Because you're going to have to get a new, whole new staff. So I think yeah. it's another $8 million of paying the old staff plus paying a new staff. So you're talking about in the $30 plus million range right now. Of, of, of the total of firing Gus plus bringing in a new staff, that's a lot of money, and that's a lot of pressure on a guy that, like I said, he, he's a proven winner, but recruiting is going to be a challenge. He, he doesn't have the ties because he's been in the Mountain West. And I think a big thing with recruiting, too, is a lot of these kids don't know who he is in the yeah. Southeast. I mean, you ask a lot of recruits nowadays, like, oh, are you excited about Brian Harson being the head coach of Auburn? Like, who's that? Yeah, I mean, what are we like, talking he just, about? He doesn't have the name recognition right now. He's He's going to struggle with that, so he must make sure that he brings guys on his staff that have connections to the Southeast, and he also needs to keep some guys on the staff like Cadillac Williams, yeah, back coach there. Who he's a guy that can go in there, and kids are going to recognize his name and recognize who he is and remember some of the games he played in. Similar to what South Carolina is doing with guys like Connor Shaw, you know, keep Connor Shaw on yeah. staff because he's going to be able to go into these places and help you recruit in the Southeast. So I think I'm really interested to see who he brings in on the staff. He does check off a lot of boxes. Winner, one conference, three Mountain West Conference championships there at Boise State. There are going to be some some difficult times. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I think his biggest challenge is going to be can he turn Bo Nix into a complete quarterback? And if he can do that heading into year year three for Bo Nix, I think people are going to be happy with the decision. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a great point. Who are you going to keep on staff? Who are you going to bring on staff? Rodney Garner, who was a coach at Georgia while you and I were there. He obviously Does played Kevin at Auburn. I mean, these guys, like you said, they know the recruiting in the SEC. They know the surrounding areas. You need guys like that to at least like help Harson out and say, hey, you know, here's where we're targeting. This is where we need to go. X, Y, and Z. I guess, I guess my short answer is this. Does the hire justify the fire and the buyout uh, of Gus Malzahn? Is yeah. Auburn excited, yes or no? They should be, is what you're saying. Um, I, I would say they're very. I would say lukewarm about it. Okay. I mean, I, I, just, I, I, I don't know how you I, could be I, I otherwise. Of, I don't. I don't think a lot of SEC fans really know much about the Mountain West. Yeah. Yeah. I and, mean, listen. When I started covering the Mountain West four years ago, I knew nothing about it. Really, I knew Boise State, so I guess maybe since Boise State is that premier team, maybe you'd know a little bit more about him and and that football team. But you, 
I think people think Boise State, the, the thing that first pops to their mind is trick plays. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's Kellen it. Moore, um, Zabransky. Yeah, no, I, that's what I think, too. I mean, shit, we lost think, to him. The, the, the Statue of Liberty, I mean, that's that's what comes to mind. They still have those tricks. I mean, yeah. every game seems like they bring out one, but they don't know a lot. So I think fans obviously need to do a, a, a deeper dive. I guarantee, though, there's a lot of fans that when they picked up the newspaper or turned on their computer and went to ESPN or whatever, Auburn.com, and saw Brian Harson like who? Yeah, I know. And had a click on the link to That's see. That's what I said. I mean, I knew was. who Brian Harson was, but I was like, "What?" Yeah, I, I guarantee you. I think more than fifty percent had to say, "Who? Who's that?" So it's you know, that he's inheriting a, a a good football team, a guy, a quarterback, a great running back in Tank Bigsby. Um, they got to get recruiting though. I mean, they were number they're in the fortieth, you know, somewhere in that forty range for recruiting for that early signing day. Uh, a lot of it had to do with they just didn't have a lot of numbers, but he's got to get on the recruiting trail like ASAP right now because it's, you know, maybe you get a couple of guys that can help you next year. That's great. But this is kind of setting you up for a year two, year three, year four, where really that's where fans want to see the progress. They want to see how are you year two, year three, year four. We understand if year one's not great uh, as the transition happens, but we kind of in the SEC, this ain't the Mountain West. We, we want you to get going now. Yeah, you can't take off years. Can't can't take years off, excuse me, in, in recruiting, especially when you have to play Texas a and when you have to play Georgia, Alabama yearly. Uh, so tough sledding for Brian Harson, but we'll be cheering him on. We'll see how he yeah, continues to develop. He's, he's, he's a good dude, good coach, uh, good offensive mind. So um, it's an adjustment, though, man. I tell you what, it is from everything oh, yeah. from him, from just dealing with the media – dealing with boosters, dealing with recruiting, it, it's going to be a completely different challenge uh, for him. So I, uh, he's a competitive guy. I'm sure he's up for it, but it's it's going to be a lot longer hours than what he was yeah. doing there at the State. No doubt. Absolutely no doubt. Um, interesting. And you mentioned Boise State, you know, thinking about leaving the Mountain West. I read an article this morning how they need to go to the AAC, the American Athletic Conference. That'd be awesome if they did. Um, I yeah. don't think that would happen anytime soon, but – you know, the Mountain West is not what it used to be. They changed TV partners. Um, you know, Boise State was the cream of the crops, creeping in towards that top 10 ranking annually. Um, not so much now. They're still good, but that'll be interesting. How about LSU clearing house on the defensive side of the ball, Aaron? You kind of knew that was going to happen. But Bo Pelini, Ed Orgeron, look, this team finished off on a high note. They beat Ole Miss. Of course, they beat Florida as well. There was so much um, so much going on off the field, so many distractions, and they were able to kind of rein it in. But Bo Pelini is let go of the defense as the defensive coordinator. Bill Johnson, the defensive line coach, he was also let go as well as Bill Bush, the safeties coach. And get this, he has an expensive buyout as the Tigers will have to play $4.6 million in addition to the $2.3 million he made this season. That's a bitter pill to swallow. It'll also be interesting to see what the program is willing to pay its next coordinator and how it affects who they target in the coming weeks. That's from SportsIllustrated.com. So think about that. Why aren't you and I coaching? He just well, got paid $4.6 million to leave and got paid $2.3 million this year. You see, Ensminger is also retiring, too. So they got Oh, to is he really? Team. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah, Ensminger is retiring. Uh, came out a couple of days ago, so they. That's why I was saying that the whole coaching staff for LSU wow. is going to be very, very different next year. And, and I agree, man. It, it you know, it, it wasn't. I think I put the over under at six wins for LSU to start the season, and they're able to finish five and five. I think that's a for LSU and and the issues they had at quarterback early on the season. Their starter goes down. 
They have a couple freshmen, true freshmen coming in play. I thought Max Johnson was tremendous to finish the season off. All the opt-outs, um, just everything. It was going to be a it was going to be a struggle for LSU this year. To get the five and five, I think is a huge win for them, especially the way they finished off with some great wins down the stretch. So uh, it, it just sucks because 2019 super special, one of the best teams I've ever seen. Win the national championship, win all these awards, best quarterback, receivers. These guys are in the NFL. You got to replace all those guys player-wise. Struggle season. You get through it. You grind it out. You finish it strong. Now heading into 2021, now you got to find a whole new coaching staff. Yeah, pretty it's much. crazy. So now it goes from finding all new players, get those guys going, and then now having to find a whole new coaching staff. So now almost you're starting off with square one when it comes to offensive and defensive schemes heading into next season. So that's going to be a struggle for those guys. So once again, you're kind of going to be behind the eight ball compared to the other teams because of just the schematics and getting yeah. those guys ready to go. Because we all hope there's a spring football. We hope everyone's vaccinated and can do what they need to do, but that's still a question mark. Are we going to have a normal spring? And for teams with new OC and DC, as we've seen this year, you need those reps. You need to get in there with the Big timing, time. both on the offensive and defensive side. So it's it's unfortunate for those guys. Hopefully they're able to hire someone good for both spots because it is a great destination. LSU is a great football team. They got great talent. They can recruit well. There's already talent on that roster. I don't think they're going to have a tough time trying to bring guys in. It's just how much are they going to be willing to spend after all this money they've wasted? Yeah, and don't get it twisted. Ed Orgeron is not a schematic coach. I mean, he's not running the defense. He's not running the offense. He is a leader of men. He is a CEO. So when you see guys like Bo Pelini and Steve Ensminger both leave in the same offseason— you said it, Aaron. This is a brand new offense coming in and a brand new defense that these players are going to have to learn. So the learning curve continues. Hopefully they can kind of bounce back after that positive momentum, regardless of who they have to hire. Um, all right, we're going to do our, our quick Heisman, most impressive, least impressive SEC teams. But before we do that, um, I'm going to be at home all day tomorrow. I'm going to be at home tonight. I'm getting on prize picks. I sent you what I did last weekend. Ooh, I mean, I'm on a little heater. She's having a good Christmas. <laughs> yeah, good, Christmas. Good Santa Christmas. Claus is certainly coming to town. There's no doubt about that. Um, go to prizepicks.com. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match on your first deposit up to $100. So tomorrow we have some NFL action, Aaron. I'm just going to give you my tip, okay? It is the Vikings against the New Orleans Saints. Rowdy Bowling, the college football lines maker, was on punt and pass a couple of weeks ago. I was kind of poking and prodding. How do you set the lines? Where can you find the most value? And he said, running quarterbacks tend to lean over. So what I have been doing on NFL games, you can pick first half fantasy point projections. Example, uh, last Sunday, 4 p.m., the Eagles were playing the Cardinals. Jalen Hurts was starting as we watched him in college. All he does is run the ball. He's a running back who can happen to throw the football. Kyler Murray, all he does is run the ball. Their first half fantasy point projections were like, 10 and 11 points. Now I'm sitting there going, okay, they're both going to scramble. Um, these defenses aren't that good. I said, I'm going to take the overs on both. Yeah. They had 22 and 26 fantasy points in the fr- I mean, it, it was over after the first quarter. Yeah. I, I love it. I absolutely love I it. Just, I just need you to send me what you do every single week. No pressure. If you if we lose, we lose. But you're rolling right I'm now. I'm rolling. Right? You know, so tomorrow I see this game, okay, and it's Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees, two quarterbacks that don't run. So when they put the first half board up, okay, I will look at it. I will send you a text. And if it's in that 12 
to, to 11 area, I just might I might put them on both under. I, I don't see them being able to throw. I mean, they would each have to throw two touchdowns in like 150 yards in the first half. Um, and these defenses are pretty good, so I'm just going to look at that right now and tell you, as of right now, Breeze and Cousins tomorrow, Christmas Day, prize picks action. I'm probably going to go under on first half. Check it out on Twitter, at Drew Butler, at Punt and Pass, at Prize Picks. Aaron, their total is um, Kirk Cousins, 18. Drew Brees, 20 fantasy point projections for the entire game. Look, the Vikings defense has gotten a lot healthier and better, and so is the Saints. The Saints defense is is good. good Um, Kamara's got 22 points. Dalvin Cook, 21 points. I don't know. I just see this as a Christmas Day game. Um, It is, I think it's in... Uh, it has to be in New Orleans. They're not well. Minnesota's inside. Let me check. Um, I just see this as a slow game. You know, yeah. a short week, Christmas Day. You're away from your families. It's kind of like what you see on Thanksgiving games. I'm gonna be thinking about the under in the NFL action tomorrow and college football season. Still rocking on NBA. If anybody has some NBA tips, I need some tips because I'm not the sharpest when it comes to fantasy basketball. Uh, but 22 points for a running back. Seems like a lot, but Kamara can also catch it out of the backfield. Do you feel anything good about these prize picks? Dalvin Cook at 22, 21, excuse me, Kamara at 22. I'm with you. I like the Saints defense. They, they've, they've been pretty darn good down the stretch and, and you know, giving up only 32 points to the Chiefs ain't too shabby there yeah. either. So um, I, I, think, I think this is going to be, I'm with you, low-scoring game, short week, uh, end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm and you know I'm, I'm with you. I think I, for Vikings me, are out, I'm I really interested with the quarterbacks first half. I I'm interested. I think quarterbacks overall. Drew Brees just with all the injuries has not been super super impressive and put up a lot of stats this entire season. So I might even like him under for the entire game too. He can't throw the ball down the field. It is I in know. New Orleans at 4:30 p.m. tomorrow. So when you're eating your Christmas dinner, Christmas late lunch, um, turn that on. Get on Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code Punt. Um, I love it. I love prize picks. It's a blast. I mean, I was talking to my buddy last night. I was like, get on prize picks. Let's do the damn thing. And he's on it now. So we are all good. All right. Who's your, you have one Heisman vote. Let's put a bow on this episode. You have one Heisman vote. Give me your one, two, and three. I, I don't know why you don't have a Heisman vote yet, but if know. you did. Uh, if I did, I'd go Devontae one. I, I think just so think too. He's, he, he's the best player in college football. Yeah. There, there's no question about it. Um, you know, and that punt return a couple of weeks ago only solidified that for me, just how how important he is to that football team, the matchups he creates. He's, he's so electric. So I know it's been a long time since a receiver, I think since Desmond Howard, I believe. Uh, so like in the 90s, since a, since the receivers won it. So yeah. I think I think he I think if you had to honestly be say who's the best player in college football, who is the biggest game changer in college football? Yes. It's Devontae Smith. Agreed. So that, that 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 just I know he's a receiver. I know it's turned into a quarterback award, but if you're honest about what the award is for, plus he has the stats to back it up. Too. Yes. You know, Pitts Pitts is one of the you know, to me, Pitts, Kyle Pitts is probably the second best player in college football when it comes to, you know, non-QBs and and, and matchup nightmares, but he doesn't have the stats right now to back it up because he hasn't played all the games. Devontae's played all the games. Um, so that would be my one. I'd go Mac too. I think Mac has been absolutely tremendous. Um, Mac two, and then I'd go Najee three. I think really, you know, day it's an Alabama affair for me. What Najee's done all season two, and, and he had a Heisman moment in that SEC championship game. Um, I think to me, and, and I said it you know for weeks. If 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 Kyle if they beat LSU, 
And Kyle Pitts Kyle didn't play. play. Why didn't Pitts play that game? Golly. If, if they beat LSU and Kyle Trask played the way that he did in the SC Championship game, I think Kyle Trask would have won the Heisman. But the fact that he played, he had turnovers in the LSU game, they lost the LSU game at home, I think that completely knocked them out of it. They had to win every single game and then did what he did in the SC Championship game for him to win it. So I think he looks back now in Florida saying, damn, not only did we lose an opportunity to maybe get into the playoffs with how well we played against Alabama, but we missed an opportunity to get ourselves a Heisman because of that loss. Uh, to LSU there at home so he's number four and then I guess you could put Trevor at number five yeah you know I agree with you um, I don't think Trask would have won if they did beat LSU and then played like he did against Alabama uh, I'm on the opposite side of that but since it's virtual this year I think they will have five finalists and I think the finalists will be the three Alabama players Devontae who I would vote number one as well Mac Jones Najee Harris and I do think they bring Trevor Lawrence in as kind of a career-long hat tip, you're one of the best. And I think yeah. Trask gets the invite as well. I think if Pitts played against LSU and did what he normally does, two, three touchdowns, and they did have that game that, that they did against Alabama in the SEC Championship, I think that it would be Pitts and Trask, the three Alabama players, and Trevor Lawrence would not get the invite. But I think it'll be those five players. I hope Devontae Smith wins. I think he most certainly deserves it so you know add another notch to the sec's belt certainly should be getting a heisman winner here in the next couple of weeks who are you most impressed with as a team who are you most disappointed with as a team um let me just start with my biggest disappointment it's got to be tennessee i mean tennessee after starting three and zero, or was it two and oh they had the longest active win streak yep. in the nation dating back to a year ago jeremy pruitt as he turned it around they're beating georgia at halftime and then the wheels fell off. It seems like he's going to be safe for one more season, which I actually think is the right call, um, unless they can get like a verbal commitment that Hugh Freeze would come to Knoxville. Most disappointed with Tennessee for me. Yeah, I think I think we both can agree with Tennessee. I mean, year three, you expect a jump, uh, and the fact that Tennessee's three and seven, and 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 Pruitt's third year, and Missouri's five and five. A team with a first-year head coaching like Drinkwitz, Ole Miss is four and seven. Yeah, or excuse me, four and five. Uh, first-year head coach, Arkansas is three and seven. Mississippi State. So you have you're you're the same record as two teams in the West that are with first-year coaches right now. And there's other two-year first coach first-year coaches in the SEC that have better records than you. And you're on year three right now. So very very disappointed in Tennessee. Very disappointed in the quarterback play there. Disappointed in the defense. Just everything has just not been up to par. Um, and I just don't see it getting better next season, honestly. So I, I think they're keeping Jeremy Pruitt uh, one year longer just to continue to roast and get that baby nice and ready for the slaughter. Um, but a uh, team that's been most impressive to me, there's a handful. Uh, Missouri, even with that loss against Georgia, I think they've been really impressive. Uh, but I'll go with Ole Miss. I okay. think what Lane Kiffin's been able to do, yes, defense has been horrendous, but at least every single week, I want to watch the Ole Miss game. Because it's going to be a ton of football. It's going to be a ton of points. It's going to be exciting football. They had playmakers on offense. They gave up big points on defense. So it was going to be a back and forth kind of game. And, you know, that Alabama game early in the season was really fun to watch. I just think every single week it was a spectacle. And obviously Lane Kiffin and his antics on the sideline and through social media made it a little bit better as well. So I'd have to go with Ole Miss as kind of my surprise, uh, pleasant to watch football team this year in the SEC. 
Yeah, I mean, my most impressive team, and you know, call me lame, call me a simpleton, it's Alabama. And I've been saying for the past couple of weeks, for whatever reason, and I think obviously everybody understands how unprecedented this season has been. I think that is the right word to use, the inconsistencies, the unknowing if you're going to play week to week. Alabama is about to win the next two games. They're going to win the national championship, and they will have won 13 straight games. 11 of them being in the SEC. It's never been done before, and they are blowing teams out, averaging almost 50 points a game. The evolving of the offense, the triple threat with Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, and Najee Harris. Um, Steve Sarkeesian probably going to get paid $3 million to remain the offensive coordinator at Alabama. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And Nick Saban, with that little grin, um, he's figured it out. And uh, how could you not expect him to? So, I think Alabama's the most impressive team, and, and in the second half of the season, I was really impressed with Georgia. I mean, that that offense, Todd Munkin has his quarterback. I think there's no doubt that JT Daniels is going to be the man heading into 2021, and that's going to bring a lot of expectation in Athens, which I think those guys are certainly ready for. So, hey, man, we're getting ready. And again, I love it. It's December 24th. You know, college football playoffs next week. Short, short okay. break this year, so... We're going to get it rocking and get it rolling. And obviously, we'll touch base with everybody early next week, talk about what happened in college bowl season, some NFL stuff, and keep you up to date right here on Punt and Pass. Anything on the way out, my man? Merry Christmas to you. No, Merry, Merry Christmas to you, your family. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. And uh, I just think it's very important Christmas, man, with everything that's going on yeah, this year. It's, you know, obviously, don't don't go crazy, but just enjoy it with loved ones. And I think that's kind of our plan right here in the Mount Murray household. Enjoy it with little man's first one. You have your first one with your little one and uh, it should be a nice little day. You said it, my man. Absolutely. Head on over to prizepicks.com. Download the prize picks app. Use the promo code punt. Again, you get a 100% deposit match on your first deposit up to hundred dollars. It will certainly make your Christmas a lot more fun. If you are with family or if you're alone watching sports, hanging out with family, drinking, eating, opening presents, all that good stuff. Follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at Aaron Murray 11 Head on over to puntandpass.com, and we will talk to you early next week. See you.